The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths among men and women combined. However, there are tests that can actually prevent or detect colon cancer at its earliest stages. My guest today is Dr. David Lichtenstein. He's the Director of Endoscopy Services at Boston Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lichtenstein. What are some of the risk factors of colon cancer? Well, probably the... um the strongest risk factor would be a family history if a first-degree relative in particular had either a uh, precancerous polyp uh, or a prior colon cancer, particularly if it occurred at a younger age, then um, there's an increased risk that uh, first-degree family members would also have uh, the potential development of uh, colon cancer. So that would be uh, first-degree relatives, meaning parents, uh, uh, brothers, sisters, or children. And then other risk factors are, are things like uh, obesity, cigarette smoking, diabetes, um, uh, some of which are uncontrollable and some of which can be prevented. Uh, and di- there are some dietary um, factors as well. A uh, high-fat diet uh, and uh, potentially red meats uh, appears to be a, a risk factor as well. So what tests can be done to detect and diagnose colon cancer? Speak about colonoscopy and who should have them. Okay, so probably the most widely utilized and best-known test um, for colon cancer detection and prevention is colonoscopy. And what the colonoscopy entails, essentially it's a... um, an examination of the colon, which is the same thing as the large intestine. Um, it's a test that's typically done as an outpatient procedure. Uh, the test itself is usually 20, 30 minutes in length, but the time spent at the um, endoscopy uh, unit, either an in-hospital-based uh, test or as an outpatient in, a, in an ambulatory surgery center, um, uh, it's, uh, as I said, about 20, 30 minutes in length. It's done typically with sedation, and the instrument that's used is just a thin, flexible um, uh, device that uh, can be navigated through the colon and allows in uh, high-definition imaging the uh, ability to see the lining of the colon with the uh, goal to be... Um, either finding of a cancer, which is uncommon, or um, uh, uh, preferably a precancerous growth called a polyp. Um, polyps, if they are detected during the procedure, can be um, removed at the time of the colonoscopy, and it's a, a painless uh, process to remove a polyp. When should somebody have their first colonoscopy and then thereafter, based on whether or not, you know, you find polyps? So assuming there are no um, worrisome signs, for instance, uh, bleeding with bowel movements or there aren't any uh, high-risk uh, situations like an underlying uh, colitis condition or a family history of colon cancer, the average person um, should start colon cancer screening at age 50. 
And uh, one of the benefits of colonoscopy is that it's a test that needs to be done infrequently, unlike other cancers that uh, sometimes uh, require annual screening. Colonoscopy um, is recommended only at 10-year intervals for um, average risk, uh, the average risk population that neither has polyps or a family history of cancer. So you mentioned one of the things that might send somebody to see a GI doc would be bleeding. But people get scared, Dr. Lichtenstein. They see blood in the toilet, and it could be hemorrhoids. So when do you say, okay, I need a colonoscopy? So you're right. Most frequently, um, bleeding is attributed to hemorrhoids because it's usually the most common uh, condition that's identified as a cause for bleeding. But uh, regardless of the amount of bleeding, it should always be investigated by a physician, if, even if it's just a small amount of blood on the toilet tissue paper and not necessarily a large amount in the toilet bowl. It should still be confirmed as uh, hemorrhoids. Um, at a young age, it may be adequate to do a limited examination, um, a, a shorter version of a colonoscopy called a sigmoidoscopy or flexible sigmoidoscopy that doesn't require the sedation that colonoscopy does. But for any individual over the age of 40 that has rectal bleeding, um, even on a single occasion, it's very important to undergo at least um, a one-time colonoscopy to confirm the presence of hemorrhoids and to ensure that it's not some other alternative uh, uh, process like a uh, polyp cancer, colitis, or um, other uh, conditions that can bleed from the uh, large intestine. So colonoscopies are a pretty easy exam, and I would imagine that people go in there and say, when are you going to start, and you've already finished. Explain a little bit about how easy this is and how the prep is really what most people are afraid of. Yeah, so a lot of people uh, have the uh, you know preconceived the notion that colonoscopy is either complicated, painful. Um, they've heard a story from a friend who had a, a bad experience, but the reality is that for the overwhelming majority of uh, people that undergo a colonoscopy, it's a um, completely painless procedure. It's done with sedation at, at different levels, either administered to a moderate level um, for comfort uh, by the physician or by an anesthesiologist, sometimes to the point of a uh, deep sedation. But in almost all instances, um, the patient's breathing on their own. It's not general anesthesia, and the medication wears off rather quickly afterwards. But it's a, a comfortable procedure. It's uncommon to experience pain during or after the procedure. And um, really, like you mentioned, the, the most difficult Part of the procedure is the bowel preparation because the, the preparation is, is very important uh, to empty out all the food that was uh, eaten in the days prior to the procedure. Otherwise, the um, person or the doctor performing the procedure can't see adequately inside the colon. And the key to uh, an effective colonoscopy is to be able to see all areas of the colon to identify the uh, precancerous polyps, which have present can be removed at the procedure. So the, the bowel preparation is definitely the most difficult component for the um, person undergoing the colonoscopy. And it does involve 
um, drinking anywhere from a half gallon to a gallon of liquid, depending on the, the different bowel preps that are available. Hopefully that'll improve in the future. Well, as someone who has had them before, I can attest for the listeners that the prep is not that bad and you actually feel very cleansed. It's it's actually really not a bad feeling. Now, if you find a polyp, that can be another scary thing, Dr. Lichtenstein. What do you want people to know about those polyps that you've removed and whether they should be worried when they hear, oh, I removed a few tiny polyps, no big deal? Right. So the actually, if anything, the... Um it should be a feeling of relief and not fear for uh, any person that's had polyps removed. The um, advantage of having the colonoscopy and having the polyps removed is that the risk for you to have a colon cancer uh, in the future has been reduced dramatically by having those polyps removed. And um, the only time that there should be a real concern would be for an individual who has a, a cancerous type of polyp, which is uncommon and something that would be discussed by the um, the uh, gastroenterologist or surgeon that's actually performing the procedure. So if it's a small polyp or a non-cancerous polyp, the removal of the polyp essentially eliminates the risk of that uh, particular polyp uh, subsequently growing into a colon cancer. But it does change the um, interval of follow-up for the following colonoscopy, something that we call a surveillance colonoscopy. Instead of coming back, for instance, at 10 years, um, like I mentioned previously, for um, the average person that doesn't have polyps or cancer, the the uh, follow-up colonoscopy is done more frequently for those individuals that do have polyps, and the you know the intervals depend on the size and type of the uh, polyps that are uh, removed at the colonoscopy. Wrap it up for us, Dr. Lichtenstein, because this is really good information to clear up some of the confusion and the fear that surrounds colonoscopy. But as you said, it's not something to be afraid of. It's it's something to be relieved about. And now this is even covered under, well, you know, as a wellness visit or a wellness screening, correct? Correct. It's extremely important to undergo uh, colon cancer screening as you mentioned uh, initially, it's the second leading cause of cancer deaths in the United States, and it's a largely preventable cancer. By undergoing colonoscopy at recommended intervals, we can prevent uh, probably 75% of colon cancers. And for the first time in the last 10 to 15 years, it's been demonstrated in the United States that the rates of colon cancer, both the um, occurrence of colon cancer and the deaths from colon cancer are decreasing substantially. Uh, it's still, though, very important uh, since we see about 140,000 new colon cancers a year in the United States and, and roughly 40,000 deaths per year. So almost one in three individuals that develops colon cancer has a, a, you know, a fatal outcome. So this is a preventable disease, and it's something that uh, can be prevented by a test that's uh, performed as an outpatient procedure, um, both safely and conveniently um, once every 10 years. Well, it certainly is. And thank you so much, Dr. Lichtenstein, for really such great information. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. For more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for tuning in.